0: Hey everybody, welcome to Props and Hops. I'm Matt Landis, and we are less than one week away from the NFL season opener. On this episode, we'll put the finishing touches on a season preview, then get into some beer and bets. So to kick it off with some football talk, let's dive into what we're hearing. LOUD NOISES! And the noise is only gonna get louder the closer we get to the season opener. So for clarity, let's turn to some trusted sources, starting with The Simple Handicap with Adam Chernoff. Adam's been continuing his team preview series this past week, and up Monday it was Minnesota and Green Bay, with regression being a major theme across both teams. Starting with the Vikings, the scheme on offense could take a step back, with Kevin Stefanski departing for Cleveland, and Adam also calls out that without Stefan Diggs, stretching the field could be an uphill battle. The outlook isn't much better on the other side of the ball, with less than 20% of snaps returning from last year's defense, and three new starting cornerbacks could spell trouble and a Mike Zimmer scheme that's notoriously demanding on its secondary. And aside from the roster, the Vikings were also a very fortunate team in 2019. They ranked second in the NFL in fumble luck, and they were the healthiest team in the league. As a Chargers fan, I have no idea what that must be like, but it's a safe bet Minnesota's depth will face a bigger test in 2020. So looking at the bottom line for the Vikings this year, Adam expects regression on both sides of the ball, plus regression in some leading luck indicators, and all that could add up to a big step back in Minnesota. But it looks like an even bigger step back is on deck for the Packers, with Adam signaling Green Bay as his strongest regression candidate in 12 years of betting or bookmaking. Last year's Packer team posted the third biggest overachievement relative to Pythagorean wins in the last 30 years, and they also posted the worst point differential for a 13-3 and team by four full points per game going back over the previous three decades. The Packers also won 8-1 in one possession games, and they became the first team in NFL history to win two games in which they never held a lead in regulation. Green Bay also finished with the third highest takeaway rate in the league last season, and that regresses to the mean, and from a health standpoint, the Packers had the same five offensive line starters for all 16 regular season games, and on their defense, the week one starters only combined to miss four starts over the course of the season. Bottom line for the Packers, the market's accounting for a big step back. Their regular season win total is down to nine, juiced heavily to the under. So it's going to be tough to find value fading the Packers, but certainly not a team I'm looking to back entering the 2020 season. Moving on to Tuesday's episode of The Simple Handicap, Adam broke down the Titans and the Patriots. When it comes to Tennessee, Adam was bullish on their continuity, with almost 80% of the team's snaps returning from last year, but it did come at a cost. He mentions the Titans spent big to keep Tannehill and Henry, so that leaves holes elsewhere on the roster, including the loss of Jack Conklin on the offensive line. But from an offensive standpoint, Adam still sees a lot to be optimistic about. He notes that Tannehill took a big step forward last season, going from the lowest-rated quarterback in Pro Football Focus's 2018 ratings to their highest-rated quarterback in 2019. Adam also notes that the Titans finished second last year in expected points added, but personally I'm a little skeptical as to how sustainable this can be. Tannehill had a track record prior to 2019, and to me it has the temporary flashes by guys like Joe Flacco, Case Keenum, and Nick Foles written all over it. And let's not forget, Tennessee ran Derrick Henry into the ground last season, so it could be a lot for him to bounce back with a strong effort in 2020. Defensively, Adam wasn't as optimistic on the Titans, noting that depth could be a big issue, so the bottom line for Tennessee... If Tannehill and Henry can maintain their 2019 production, and that's a big if, then the Titans could contend once again in the AFC. But depth looks like a concern entering the season, and their high leverage luck last year is simply not gonna be sustainable. So while it's fair for Adam to put Tennessee in the middle of the pack, I see a lot of regression coming their way, much like his forecast for the Vikings and the Packers. Next up, the New England Patriots. And just like the simple handicap, the deep dive previewed the Patriots this season, so I'll sprinkle in points from both podcasts here, kicking it off with Adam, noting that New England enters the season with tons of turnover. On offense, they're lacking not just continuity, but also talent at skill positions, although the deep dive is high on the Patriots' offensive line. Looking at defense, Adam called out on the simple handicap that the talent is there, the continuity may be lacking. And the deep dive added to this by noting that last year's defensive stats for the Patriots were skewed if we look at season-long numbers, because their first half slate of opposing quarterbacks was a magic carpet ride. The X-Factor, and this is something that both podcasts and I think all of us can agree on, will be Cam Newton's performance for the Patriots in 2020. Adam drew parallels to Carolina's scheme during Newton's 2015 MVP season when running backs and tight ends were more of a focal point for the offense than wide receivers, but two shoulder surgeries and a Lisfranc fracture later, it might take more than a similar scheme to unlock a similar level of productivity from Cam Newton. Bottom line for this year's Patriots team, I understand the parallels to that 2015 scheme, but that was five years ago, Newton's gone through a lot of health issues since then, so I know the upside's there, but I'm not as sold on the likelihood. The Patriots look like a high-variance team entering the season. Double-digit wins wouldn't be a surprise, but neither would a losing record. Newton's form and the team's ability to mesh will be worth watching early on for the Patriots. Next up, the Wednesday episode of The Simple Handicap, and on this one, Adam previewed three teams, so there are some quick hitters. Arizona, the Chargers, and the Rams. Starting with the Cardinals, Adam calls out head coach Cliff Kingsbury for his rare willingness to game plan for an opponent's weakness. It sounds simple, but a lot of guys across the league are too stubborn to do it. That could work to Arizona's favor this season. The Cardinals also added an elite wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, and while the defense lacks depth, That could make this an over team to look toward the cardinals were fourth last year and seconds per snap on offense and with another year with a vulnerable defense might be a lot of points scored in games involving the cardinals moving on to the chargers derwin james is likely out for this season and that's a huge blow to their secondary but adam still pegs them as a top 10 secondary thanks to their depth and versatility and with joey bosa and melvin ingram anchoring the defensive line he also sees that as a top 10 position group On offense, the headline is that Phillip Rivers is out and Tyrod Taylor is in at quarterback for the Chargers. Adam seems high on Taylor, noting that he's mobile, and while he's conservative, he also protects the ball. So Adam projects a faster pace and more rushing for the Chargers offense, and I think that's something we could possibly use to our advantage early on, looking at Chargers team totals, or even looking to take the Chargers against the spread in spots where it makes sense as defenses across the league work to regain their stamina and likely struggle with their physicality coming out of a compressed offseason. Moving on to LA's other NFL team, as if the Chargers aren't always going to be LA's other NFL team, the Rams. Adam noted with their offense that it all comes down to the Jared Goff checklist, as he calls it. Are they on the road? Will Goff be under pressure? And are they laying points? As far as the pressure goes in that equation, Adam calls out the Rams are focusing on protecting Goff with more heavy personnel, and on defense, it's big names and big holes. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and little else. From a betting standpoint, Adam sees the Rams as an over-team when the golf checklist obliges, and the opposing offense looks decent enough to exploit some holes in the Rams' defense. Next up, the Thursday episode of The Simple Handicap, and this time it was four teams. Atlanta, Houston, Chicago, and Denver. Starting with the Falcons, the story on offense, Matt Ryan's recent but clearly declining trend line against pressure. And with a spotty offensive line, that trend could accelerate in 2020. On defense, Adam cites a lot of turnover and a lack of depth, so it's no surprise that overall, he's down on the Falcons. Up next, the Texans. On offense, DeAndre Hopkins is obviously a big loss, but Adam notes there's still a lot of speed on the team, while on defense, it's big names at the top and little else behind them with an especially vulnerable secondary. So overall, Adam's bearish on the Texans. And speaking of bearish, Chicago's the next team we're going to get to. On offense, the starting quarterback's still yet to be announced, but whoever the Bears put under center look for some heavy personnel and a simpler playbook than what they used last season to protect the quarterback as well as the offensive line. On defense, the pass rush is a real strength for the Bears, but it's balanced out by a secondary that looks like a major question mark. Overall, Adam indeed is bearish on the Bears. But if you thought he was low on the Falcons, Texans, or Bears, you should hear what he has to say about Denver. He's lowest on them of any of the four teams he got to on Thursday. The jury's still out on Drew Locke, and Adam notes that last year, Locke exploited some weak pass defenses when he produced down the stretch. His yards per attempt, his expected points added, not very promising projecting forward, and Adams also low on the offensive line, plus a lot of flashy skill position additions that grabbed headlines over the offseason. Overall, it's looking like we could see some low morale at mile high in 2020. Four more teams featured in the Simple Handicap in Friday morning's episode, the Raiders, the Giants, the Panthers, and the Jets starting with Las Vegas. On offense, quarterback Derek Carr finished second in the league last year in completion percentage, but also second lowest in intended air yards. This validates everybody who says Carr is too conservative, but also shows he's got some accuracy, and a wild card in the pass game this season could be rookie wide receiver Henry Ruggs. He's got the speed to stretch the field and add a new dimension of aggression to the offense, but with an abbreviated on-ramp, we'll see how much of an impact Ruggs can make in 2020. Looking at the Raiders' defense, Adam sees a lot of depth in the secondary, but only mediocre talent. And one more note for good measure, Adam reminds us all that the Raiders relocated during the offseason, so it's been a disrupted offseason for everybody in the NFL, perhaps nowhere more so than Las Vegas. Next up, the Giants, and one of the biggest headlines for them this offseason, the coaching change. Like pretty much everybody else, Adam questions the Joe Judge hire as head coach, but he is high on Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator relative to Garrett the head coach, and he also likes Patrick Graham as the defensive coordinator. So on offense for the Giants this season, Adam notes we should see better injury luck at the skill positions, while on defense we should see the unit more aggressive under Graham. That means more blitzing and more man coverage. Overall, a bit of a mixed bag for the Giants. They do lack continuity, but Adam falls more or less in line with the market on them. Moving on to Carolina, and this is the team with the highest turnover rate on the roster when we look at returning snaps out of all 32 NFL teams, not to mention the coaching staff was overhauled. Adam's high on Matt Rule and his staff in the long term, although there could be some growing pains in 2020. On offense, though, might get off to a pretty decent start. Expect a lot of quick, short passes that aligns with offensive coordinator Joe Brady's scheme, also with quarterback Teddy Bridgewater's skill set, and with the Panthers' speed at the skill positions, there are reasons for optimism with this offense. The defense on the other hand looks like a complete mess and overall that pegs the Panthers as quite possibly a good over team. It's going to be worth watching their pace as well as their pass to run ratio when they're trailing early in the season. And next up, the Jets, the final team to be previewed on the simple handicap this week. Their biggest issue, the offense was bad last year, and they still haven't gotten in one full practice with all their starting pass catchers leading into 2020. Looking at the offensive line, the depth is a plus, but talent appears to be lacking, and that could be a big issue for Sam Darnold, as he's performed well with a clean pocket, not so much under pressure his first couple years in the league. On defense, the Jets are strong against the run, but they could be quite poor against the pass, and overall, this could have the makings of another long year for the Jets. Shifting gears to a different podcast, the Deep Dive. They wrapped up their division previews this week with the AFC East, and the first team they talked about was the Jets. A lot of what they said aligned with Adam's thoughts on the team, but one point that seems worth calling out, they noted that While they're low on the Jets, there also is a lack of confidence in the power rating, and this reminds me a lot of one of Dave Malinsky's brilliant insights as a sports bettor. He not only kept power rating numbers for every team, he also kept a confidence letter grade. And when that letter grade gets too low, it's often best to leave that team in the drawer, as Dave would say, In other words, when you're not confident in your number, go ahead and pass on bets on or against that team. Next up, the deep dive broke down the Dolphins, and they called out a huge lack of continuity, but better pieces than the Jets. Miami's got the makings of another high-variance team in 2020. On offense, it's feast or famine with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, with Tua Tagovailoa's readiness to step in, a bit of an unknown at this stage. On defense, lots of talent, but also lots of new pieces, so it'll be a matter of how well everybody can fit together. From a batting standpoint, the deep dive mentioned a look at 10-1 to on the Dolphins to win the AFC East. They called out that it's a weak division. They even said conceivably just eight wins could get the job done. Now overall, I see the logic here. I think the variance Miami has is what you want in the long shot, but that claim of, eight wins being enough to win the division. I think that's an even longer shot than Miami winning the division this season. And also the price, 10 to one is what they mentioned. Eight to one is about the best you'll find these days. I'd want more in the neighborhood of 12 to one before giving it too much consideration. On Wednesday, the deep dive broke down the Patriots and the Bills. We already got to their Patriots analysis when talking about New England through the Simple Handicaps team preview. And looking at Buffalo, the deep dive's high on the roster, high on the continuity, high on the coaching staff. There's just one glaring exception. You guessed it, quarterback Josh Allen. There were a lot of parallels here to the Bills preview last week on the Simple Handicap, although the deep dive seems even lower on Allen than Adam did last week. The deep dive noted Buffalo looks like the only low-variance team in the division, and I can see their point. You've got a limited ceiling when you have an inaccurate quarterback, but the floor also gets held in check with the talent across the rest of the team and coaching staff. From a betting standpoint, the deep dive is lower on the Bills than the rest of the market. They're looking at angles to get in play against Buffalo, and I like the thought, but I don't see enough value against the spread or a lot of the other numbers yet to get in play against the Bills. The deep dive also called out Buffalo as a likely underteam this season. Good defense, liability at quarterback. I like that logic, and I'll be looking for a full game or team total edges to exploit that notion. Shifting podcasts once again, next up, the Dream Preview. Last week, they mentioned that the market really hasn't moved much with the NFL season this close, and we've seen some week one activity over the past week. Houston going from plus 10 down to plus 9.5 at Kansas City. The Raiders seeing some money going from minus 1.5 to minus 2.5 or 3 at Carolina. Although I wonder if that's a Vegas move for now. Offshore number appears to be holding firm for the time being. Another team seeing some love from the market, Detroit going from minus one and a half to minus three in some places against the Bears in week one. That one will be in Detroit and credit to Matt Holt for his best bet last week. Detroit minus one and a half got the best of the number with that one. Green Bay also saw some money from the market this week, going from plus 3 at reduced VIG down to plus 2.5, or plus 3 with a positive return for their week 1 matchup against the Vikings, and then Pittsburgh, minus 3.5 to minus 4 week 1 at the Giants. I'm even seeing some books as high as 4.5 in that one, and look for public money to take that number even higher as kickoff approaches. Next football topic tackled by the Dream Preview, a lot of market movement on Detroit. The lines have gone from nine to one to about five to one to win their division, and as touched on, it's now infiltrating the point spreads as well. So that window on the Lions might be tighter than I thought last week when I mentioned I'd look toward Detroit against the spread early in the season, although there's one more angle we'll get to in a bit that might still have some opportunity. The Dream Preview also followed up on last week's conversation about home field advantage. We now have three teams confirmed to host fans week one, Kansas City, Miami, and Dallas. Six other teams exploring their options about hosting fans at a limited capacity. So far, the market's suggesting this isn't much of a factor, and Steve Fezzik had the point that it should be at least a small factor because of an unconscious bias we could see in the refs that works in the home team's favor. And speaking of bias, emphasizing that point from Fezzik might be some confirmation bias on my part after I made a similar point on last week's episode of this show, but it could be a subtle edge to look for early in the season. Up next on the Dream Preview, the impact of the compressed offseason. This was similar to what we touched on from the Sharp Angles podcast last week with RJ Bell mentioning timing for offenses and physicality for defenses could amount to a wash. RJ did call out, This could give an edge to power rush offenses like Tennessee, he mentioned, and I think that's good logic, but with the Titans, the loss of Conklin on the O-line, Derrick Henry getting a monster workload in 2019 could also amount to a wash for Tennessee. There was a brief note on the prop betting marketplace, Steve Fezzik noting that more props could be offered from sportsbooks to offset their lost college football volume, And I love this because props are a lot more difficult to copy from one book to another. That could be great for shoppers if we do see more prop betting opportunities in 2020. Up next, they touched on the Jacksonville talent exodus, and it's looking ominous for the Jaguars, but guess what? The market knows this. I think we have to be careful here because similar to Miami last year, we could have a team looking historically bad before the season kicks off to seeing some reasons of optimism for them by the time everything's said and done with the 2020 season. And lastly, before before we get to some bets, Fezic down on Brady this season, calling out his adjusted completion percentage trending downward, much like Adam Turnoff called out in his Tampa Bay breakdown on the Simple Handicap podcast last week. All right, time for some bets on the Dream Preview. The first best bet featured came from Tommy the Hitman. Week two, Rams and Eagles under 49. The Hitman likes this because Jared Goff struggles on the road, he struggles under pressure, and looking at the Eagles, we're already seeing cluster injuries on the offensive line, and yes, once again, with their wide receivers. So I make this bet now? The Eagles' week one total is already crashing down, and the Hitman expects to see the same for week two. In fact, this number's already moving. The best I could see was 48 and a half. 48's a little more widely available. I still like it there. And yes, if you can get that 48, I would also follow this bet. I think it ties in nicely with the Eagles breakdown last week on the Deep Dive podcast. And I also think that with the Rams, this marks their first trip of the season going across the country in a pandemic on a short week Sunday night football to Sunday morning on their body clocks could be an uphill battle for their offense. Steve Fezik's best bet on the show this week Dallas Goddard over 475 receiving yards and he likes this one all the way up to 600 so there's a huge window of opportunity there if you can get down. The number on Goddard is adjusted from his total last year because the books expected wide receivers to be healthier for the Eagles. Turns out they're banged up again Goddard should get off to a strong start but one fly in the ointment here this number only appears to be available at DraftKings so if you've got DraftKings go for it and if not keep an eye out for Dallas Goddard over at a number better than 600 yards this season sticking with Steve Fezzik bets but shifting gears to the even money podcast no consensus bets between Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik on last week's AFC win total preview but five of them on this week's NFC win total preview out of seven NFC win total bets for Fezzik on the show First bet, Arizona over 7 at minus 130. On offense, Vesic likes the continuity. Year 2 for Kyler Murray. Also a huge addition with DeAndre Hopkins. And on defense, the Cardinals get Patrick Peterson back after missing a lot of time last season. One quick note here, the Even Money Podcast uses DraftKings lines. The consensus on Arizona over 7, currently a lot higher at minus 165, if not more. So if you have DraftKings on top of that Dallas Goddard bet, look for Arizona over 7 at minus 130 as a good value. Next bet for Fezzik on the Even Money Podcast, Chicago under 7.5 wins at plus 107. Steve Fezzik notes that last year the Bears' 8-8 record was inflated. They had two wins against the Lions, but they came against Jeff Driscoll and David Blau at quarterback, and they also got a win against the Vikings in Week 17 when Minnesota was resting at starters. Fezzik's low on the skill position talent in Chicago, and I can't fault the logic with this play, but the market's in lockstep with him. The best of this number's long gone. Next bet, the Dallas Cowboys over 9.5 at minus 150, Fezzik's high on Dak Prescott, high on the skill position players on offense, and calls out last year's Cowboys team a lot better than its 8-8 and record would indicate, better than a full net yard per play. So I'm high on Dallas as well, but you'd really have to pay a premium to bet on them now, just like Chicago, best of the numbers long gone. Moving on to Fezzik's next bet, Detroit over 6.5 at minus 143. That number is now up to minus 155 at DraftKings, but still streams out value. It's Fezzik's best bet on the show. He mentions the Lions were unlucky in close games last year. They're getting Stafford back, presumably for a full season in 2020. And it's interesting to compare this with the market move on Detroit in their Week 1 game hosting Chicago. The current number, Detroit minus 3, indicates the Lions are a clear better team, yet Chicago has the higher win number at the moment, so there's a bit of a disconnect there. Some value exploiting this with the Lions regular season win total. It's a tough find, but a little shopping could get the job done. If you can see the Lions over 6.5 in the range of minus 150, that's still at some books. Even up to minus 160, I'm in alignment on Detroit over 6.5 wins. Next bet, the Rams. Under 8 wins at plus 103. Fezzik notes the Rams are in salary cap purgatory, a lot of money going to Jared Goff and the departed Todd Gurley, so that means they lost a lot of key role players this offseason who signed bigger contracts with other teams. And I do want to call out that Fezzik, when recapping his best bet, said Rams under 8.5, so while Ross called it 8 juiced slightly to the over, Fezzik might be a little bit less eager on that bet without getting the hook. Whatever you say about the Rams at the current number, I think it's similar to what we saw with Chicago. I like the logic, but the best of the number appears to be long gone after the eight and a half that Fezzik mentioned had been available earlier in the offseason. Two more bets for Fezzik on the Even Money podcast this week. Giants under six wins. That's about flat. And he likes it when you look at the fact that the Giants took on an easy schedule last year and still only managed to win four games. It's a tougher schedule this season. They've got a new coach, less continuity. So I would say I lean strongly to the under here, but strength of schedule can be so tough to predict, not quite enough for me to pull the trigger. And Fezzik's last bet on the Even Money podcast this week might sound familiar to listeners of this show. Tampa Bay under, his number was 9.5 at plus 103. Fezzik called out that Tampa Bay was better last year than their 7-9 and nine record would indicate because of some bad luck in close games, but as he mentioned on the Dream Preview, he's down on Brady, so I'm with Fezzik on the Tampa Bay regular season win total to go under, as well as an alt under 8.5 as discussed on this show last week. Alright, that's a lot of football talk, we got some good bets in there, we'll recap those bets in a moment, but first, what we're drinking. and this week i'm gonna call an audible going with two beers of the week a side-by-side featuring pills titan and local import two Pilsners brewed by my favorite brewery, Green Cheek Beer Company in Orange, California. Now these are both hoppy spins on the Pilsner style, and the reason I'm going with both of them this week, I had two fantasy football drafts, wanted to try a beer for each draft that was less than 6% ABV, I could keep my wits about me, but still get a nice hoppy experience. And both of these beers have a cloudier appearance than you'd typically find in a Pilsner. I'll post photos on Instagram, at Props and Hops if you'd like to check it out, but they do have some of the hallmark tasting notes namely a biscuity malt a crisp light mouthfeel and a dry finish comparing them side by side pills Titan, brighter in appearance has a more citrusy flavor profile given the hops green cheek used in that one and local import more carbonation you can see a much thicker fluffier head and a more herbal flavor profile that you typically get in more classic takes on the style Overall, Pils Titan, a little hoppier, still crushable is a good take on the Pilsner style. Local Import, a much more traditional take on the Pilsner. Both beers ideal for a hot afternoon, and we've got a big heat wave headed Southern California's way this weekend, so the best bet on this show might be that I'll have more of each of these beers sooner rather than later. But first, we've got some bets to rehash, so let's move on to what we're betting. 60% of the time, it works every time. My favorite bet this week... Detroit, over six and a half wins, good up to minus 160. I see positive regression coming their way, namely, their record in close games should improve, so should their injury luck with Stafford back for a full season, and the NFC North is a pretty weak division this year, might even be winnable for the Lions. Next bet, week one Raiders minus two at Carolina. Las Vegas is the clear better team here. Carolina has good long-term prospects, but they're dealing with tons of turnover right now. And this is the time to get that number on the right side of three, while you can still do it in the offshore marketplace. And the third and final bet to feature this week, that week two matchup between the Eagles and the Rams, under 48. Jared Goff struggles on the road, struggles under pressure. The Rams have a lot of travel to an unfamiliar environment on a relatively short week. Philadelphia's offense is beat up. I think this number going to keep dropping from 48, like locking in the under 48 right now. And one last item before we wrap it up this week, a segment I'd like to make an ongoing part of the show. Let's call it the Malinsky Moment. The first episode of Props and Hop was dedicated to David Malinsky, and I think to keep his legacy going, it would be great to end each episode with some words of wisdom. Sometimes I'll be able to choose Dave's words, other times it'll be the words of others that align with who Dave was and the best of what he's left behind. This week I'll turn to Annie Duke, professional poker player and author of the book Thinking in Bets, and her words, everything is a bet. The general gist here is that every decision rules out alternatives, there are varying degrees of risk and uncertainty in everything we do, and I think sports betting is a great anecdote for this. We're always trying to make optimal decisions with incomplete information, and I think knowing that everything is a bet also gives us the acceptance that it's okay to be wrong, it's okay to say we're not sure about something. As long as we're moving in the direction of truth and accuracy, that's the name of the game. And on a personal note, I'm so fortunate to have Dave's copy of this book. I'm rereading it right now. I know it was something he was really anticipating when it got released in 2018. And if you're on the fence about reading, thinking, and bets, it opens with a breakdown of Pete Carroll's decision to pass from the one-yard line in Super Bowl 49. So if you have any thoughts on that ill-fated play, or in making smarter decisions across the rest of your life, Highly recommend Thinking in Bets. All right, and that's going to do it for this week's episode of Props and Hops. Thank you so much for listening. If you found any value in this show, I'd really appreciate it if you could share it with a friend who could benefit as well. And for now, let's go have a safe, happy Labor Day weekend. We've got NFL games to look forward to next week. Until then, let's bet well, let's drink well, and let's be well.